0: so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch.
1: $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promo for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. It's that time of the week again. The Rugby League rant, fifth and last. Put on your headgear, chuck in your mouth guard, and get ready for an hour of nothing the NRL tour. Here we are for our awards for 2022, the fifth box head. It was a fairly interesting year. I think this is one of the, the more open years we've had in terms of the awards. Yeah, it is. Um, it a is, lot of years is. there's been absolute definitive winners in a few positions, in particular Player of the Year, but it's a little bit more open to interpretation this year, I guess, with some guys missing through some injury, suspension, some rep football. It's sort of, I think, one of the years where you can't really look at someone and argue, like in years prior, someone would go, you know, This guy's a shoe-in, I think it's uh yeah, it's it's fairly open in plenty of positions. So should be interesting to go back and forth. Uh I think there'll again, there'll be some people that people disagree with, as they always do. That's fine. Um, but it is what it is. Correct. Um and our format, as everybody knows, if you listened to us before, we do a one to seventeen. We take in a little bit more, obviously, the finals, the holistic picture of the season and the impact of players, and the bench is not limited to any position. So if you end up with four extra fullbacks because so many guys in that position were outstanding. That's just the way it is. So open to interpretation for a bit of backfilling there. But uh, we have got plenty of other categories that we've had over the years. But we usually start with the team of the year. And then we finish off with our player of the year as our last award. So what do you reckon we jump straight into it? Let's do it, my friend. All right. Fullback in your team of the year. I think... Uh, this- Dylan
0: Edwards, I so had.
1: Yep. I've gone the same. This one, again, when you look at the position... In terms of contribution across the season, he missed one game, and that was when they rested him against the Cowboys. He was absolutely outstanding. Um,
0: well, my, my reasoning was they won the competition. competition. Yeah, He played the Clive most Churchill. games. He won their player of the year. Yeah. He won the Clive Churchill. Uh, I just thought he was the most consistent player. I think he would have won the Dally M if he wasn't playing in such a strong team. Yeah. And just you look at the games where Nathan Cleary probably stole points off him that's not to take anything away from Nico Hines I thought Nico Hines had a great year as well but yeah I I think the team that he plays in I think we can widely acknowledge that when you're in a very strong team like that it's very rare that the player from that team wins the Dalian which is I think something that we've got to look at moving forward Mm.
1: Um, and again I I thought there was other guys. Tedesco was very, very close. He had a bit of a slower start. His back end here was huge. Mm. Probably more impactful as an individual on his team in terms of the quality that he gives. But week in, week out, Dylan Edwards is always top three. Yeah. Um, so Tedesco is mainly, as we know, didn't have much of a pre-season, come off some PRP for his knee, really lifted during origin on the back end. They caught fire, but as you said, Edwards obviously motored through the finals, was huge in all those games and ends up winning the Clive Churchill medal. So, yeah, we agree on that one. He's the fullback of the year in both of our teams. Uh, a, a quick nod, obviously, I think a guy that had a great year, Drinkwater. Uh, not in that calibre quite yet, but very good year. Secured himself a long-term deal. Um, Manu did well when he played back there as well for the Roosters, which is scary to think. Again, multiple fullbacks. Um, Latrell when he was healthy, etc. But Dylan Edwards, head and shoulders in that position. We move on. Wing, we just said it before we came on. I asked you. To me, this is the most open position. I don't think there's a wrong answer. Mm. It sort of depends, I guess, what you value. Some people, um, in particular, Dallium, obviously valued Johnston's try-scoring ability where that's not the key factor for me and all things to do with the wing because, you know, to, to be pretty honest, I think a lot of the tries there are done by the good work on the inside. I'm looking at the holistic picture, tackle breaks, contribution, and yardage, all that sort of stuff. So you get an outstanding year, but... He's not one of my wingers. What about you? No, me neither. All right. Uh, I think we got we come up with different ones here, but again, I think this is the most open one. For me, my two wingers of the year, I had Murray Tulagi from the Cowboys, and I landed on Ronaldo Mulitalo from the Sharks.
0: Yeah, I had Brian Toto. Uh, I think he had the most run meters in the competition. Just outstanding. And then I had Corey Oates. I think Corey Oates... He had a great year. Had a return, return to... The Corey Oates of old, he was outstanding Yep. Well, and was particularly very, very good in origin. I yep.
1: And I, I had to argue, who wasn't behind in the metres, and I said it all year, uh, most offloads of any winger in the competition. Very mm-hmm. handy to break tackles and be good in yardage, good under the high ball, good defensively, but it's also very, very handy to have a carry play one too who can pop an offload and break you down. So uh, moved into the rep arena, now playing for Australia. Uh, and the other one, Mulatalo, I think, obviously, as well. Great in yardage, good in the air, good finisher. Um, but that field, we, we know, I think Suwali got it and Johnston for his ability. Garrick moved in a fullback. Tupo had another good year. Um, yeah, he did. You know, yeah. I, I thought Taylor May was outstanding, but obviously had some injuries. <laughs> and that this was a very, very open field. And as you mentioned, Oates has had a few rough years, was outstanding. Like right up there with meters again, top two. Scored plenty of tries, did his job. So. That one, I don't think anyone could argue with two selections. That that's so open, it's not funny. Yeah, I, mean, but I think it goes back to the point you made a few years ago that this position is certainly a very a much more valuable now than what was prior. It's no longer just a this position. Yeah. you need to do a lot to be a good winger in the NRL. Yeah,
0: um,
1: and there's plenty of good wings in the NRL, that's for sure. Uh, center, I thought was pretty cut and dry, but there was one that we agree on, um, but is didn't make our spot, but it will be. Probably a surprise. Not, I don't think it's a surprise, but it may be to some later on on the benches. But uh, for myself, Joey Manu was an absolute no brainer. And the other one, I had Valentine Holmes, but it, it was pretty close.
0: Yeah, I had the same. Yeah. I um, thought they were probably the most obvious two.
1: Yeah. M- Manu, though, was outstanding. Yeah. Like, I know he didn't play specifically just at centre, but it's your cheat way, basically, to get him in this side. When he was playing there, they still found ways to get him the ball. He swings both sides of the field. He plays at fullback. first Like They found ways to just get that man the ball. He's much more valuable than just the center. He's never parked on one side of the field. It's scary to think again. He probably could be as good at fullback. He could play six. We've seen him there when he gets his hands on the ball. He's just an outstanding footballer. And Val, the Cowboys are not only feeling great about the year they had in general, but I think they would have been a little bit worried after year one and the money they spent if you could transition him into a position like that and get the value that they've paid for him, I think they got their value this year in terms of the the outlay they put in. And he not only made a fist of that position, but again, didn't park himself just on that one edge of the field. He found other ways to be involved. He's probably close to the second best goal kicker in the competition as well. I don't think he'd be too far behind Nathan in that regard. So he he proved himself to be every bit as valuable this year in that position for Queensland and club.
0: Yeah, I agree.
1: Um, some good years again. Like, you know, Olam, I know it was a messier year for Melbourne. He was good. Isaac Targa won a comp first year, coming to replace Matt Burton. That's no easy feat. Pennesini, good year. Sifa, good year. Like, I think those guys had more patches than these two um, in terms of consistency. Campbell Graham, for some people. Um, and Hiku, probably under, very underappreciated on the opposite side of the field from Valentine Holmes in terms of what he delivered there for the Cowboys. Mm. So um, there's a lot of guys there again. But I, yeah, I think those two probably stand out a fair bit. But we move on to our 5-8 of the year. I think there was two contenders for this, but I'm pretty sure we landed on the same one. I got Cameron Munster.
0: Yeah, I went Munster as well.
1: Uh, I was asked to, again, play a different role at the back end of the year, but he's more than just a park yourself on the edge of the field type player um, and play one side of the field. He obviously grew and matured a lot this year. It was a rough off-season. There's been some ups and downs along the journey, but certainly found his best football this year for Melbourne um, consistently
0: across the board it was good I'm for twenty. one of the best years he's had for the storm I think definitely
1: yeah overall I'm, I definitely agree um, I still I, I'm glad I've probably it's a bit of news I guess to talk about a little bit more at the end that they landed on an extension um, I think just on all parts I think if if money was the sole motivator to me he would have left ages ago because the money was never going to be more at the storm so the fact it dragged on yeah, so long lighter gave a little bit of hope but yeah, I don't know I think just from what happened to the off season from where he's at I think the best place for him to be playing it again it's easy for me to say is it Melbourne yeah I don't think think
0: the money's pretty close
1: yeah but I don't think him going to the Tigers or the Dolphins or anywhere in those circumstances would have fit so obviously he's landed on that but yeah I think he had one of his best years to date holistically Um, Dylan Brown I think was the other obvious one that was very very close he had an outstanding year for Parramatta People forget this bloke's played four years of first grade. He's only 21, 22 years old. Mm. So the scary thing is he's still had a lot of growth and improvement. Um, And he's a hell of a player already. Uh, You know, you saw glimpses from some other guys in patches, but nowhere near as consistent across the board. I thought Deirdre did a good job. at The Cowboys obviously got himself into that rep arena. Um, You know, Jack at the back end of the year. Cody, a couple of those guys come to life. Once they had some other guys around him, but I don't think anyone was close to Munster or Ed uh, Brown so
0: agree with that yeah we agree both agree
1: on Munster uh halfback of the year who you got
0: uh Nico Hines
1: yeah and fair yeah, enough I
0: Nico Hines was outstanding yeah really really good and consistent came into that position and did a really really good job and yeah was worth every cent and justified the reason why they went pretty hard to to get him
1: yep and I'm happy with that as well um Similar deal. Didn't miss any games. They were super consistent across the season. I I was one that poked some holes in their draw, but again, you you can only play what's in front of you. They took full advantage of the situation. They finished second. I know they ended up um, going out probably nowhere near in the fashion they would have liked, but at the end of the day, this was a guy who was at Manly, wasn't looked at, let go in the wilderness, played a couple of years of Q Cup, had to spend three or four years in the Melbourne system Got an opportunity at one, and then Fitzgibbon's taken the push to play him back in the halves, and it's certainly paid off for him. So yeah, full credit to him for taking full advantage of an opportunity to run his own football team. And it, like I said, I don't know in the end if I'd agree he's the best player in the competition, like we talked about at the Daily M, but he was certainly outstanding and fully deserves um, to be in this team. So I thought we talked about uh, before we come on air, you know, Ben Hunt obviously had a great year for his team as well playing seven. I thought Hughes, when he was healthy, which at the back end he struggled but again, was outstanding for Melbourne. Moses, Ch- Chad Townsend has to get a rap for the job he did up there. Like, basically, no one saw that coming. Mm. He was very, very unsung in what he delivered there. And I think the other one is Nathan Cleary. It, even though he played almost 10 less games than everyone, the impact he has on his team and when he plays football, I think it's far and wide he's the best seven in the competition. Yeah, correct. Okay. So... Uh, there there's a lot of good halves, but Nico Hines across the board for the year. Both uh, of their halfbacks for the team of the year. Props, uh, this one I found pretty clear-cut and easy. Joe Tarpeny was an absolute no-brainer. He was the best prop in the competition. Yeah, and then I got him. Consistency across the board after that. I, I, I went for Campbell Gillard. Yeah, me too. Um, his, his other teammate, Paulo, is probably flashier. And there's other guys like Nelson. And I know Haas went on the night, which, again... Numbers are good, but he was injured. He missed some games. Brisbane missed the finals. Um, yeah, Fish obviously missed some games and was a bit slow to start off the back end of surgery. But I thought those two guys, for me, were far and clear. Tarpany's just got so many layers to what he can do. Yeah. Um, once he was given more minutes, you know, he was pumping out 60 minutes. He's got late footwork. He gets between defenders. He's got an offload. He's got a fend. He basically never gets caught on first contact. He breaks down rocks. He attracts extra defenders and... That, that, that game against Melbourne where they had the upset week one, he was the sole reason for me that yeah. that happened. Yeah. Line break assists, offloads, meters. He was incredible. But across the year for them and the story of their year, there was no one better for them than um, Joe Tarpano. Yeah, he I was head and shoulders. And it was unreal. Campbell Gillard, we both agreed. I, I still can't believe we didn't pick him for origin. The fact we got down to playing Jake, and I know everyone oh, look at what he did. And, you know, the, since Safidi the gets in, I don't care the differences or if that is the real story, what happened. For a three game series in a camp, none of that shit should matter. Just yeah. play your football.
0: Um
1: okay. he was outstanding and rightfully so. He's in the Australian team. So hopefully that's a bit of a reward at the end of the year for what should have been a no brainer for the Origin series. Um yeah. and I hope that right gets ro- that wrong gets righted next year if he's playing this sort of football. Well again. it should because it that, should do. That shouldn't even should be do. a fucking question yeah. that he's one of the front rowers if we're gonna pick Jacob Safiti. It's very clear and mate. some of the things that we did. Um he was good, but yeah. Um, some patches there but Paulo was good and a couple of those other guys like they mentioned Nelson at the back end for Melbourne Fish once he warmed up I thought Totola really kicked on at the back end of the year too Um, but similar deal in terms of their full year Uh, the other one I thought of he he played there at the back end of the year I don't know what you'd define his year as Tino I thought he had an outstanding year for the Titans but he played lock majority and then the last four or five games they sort of played him more as a prop so I sort of left him in the lock category Yeah, but um, his effort is unquestioned yeah, for what he did for you guys up there. So, we agree on the front rowers. Back row, another one that we talked about before. Uh, I think this is open. I don't think this is one, you know, you'd expect people to agree on, but who are the back rowers in your team of the year?
0: I kick out and Sean Lane.
1: Yep. Um, I went with Jeremiah Nenai and Isaiah Papali because, again, just the amount of work that guy gets through, the fact that he did put two years together back-to-back, um, I, I thought he was incredible again at Parramatta and I know this, this whole saga has been carrying see, on
0: I didn't I didn't think he had that good of a year but well, that was just from my eyes
1: yeah for me I, again I'm not, <clears throat> I'm not just going off numbers but i look just to see I know they gave him that VB hard working player of the year I don't know what the total sum of that is but I'm guessing that's a lot of things but he had more I'm meters I'm not a
0: bad year I thought, nah, but, I thought his year last year was better than this year
1: yeah I think he was second in tries you know he contributed in assists he's most meters He's line breaks, tackle breaks. He's basically top two or three in every single category for a back row. I think he's ultra consistent, and I think for them it's it's going to be a loss. Um, they actually did make a pretty good signing, I thought, this week in terms of sneaky value. And Jack Murchie, I thought he played some good games at the back end there. the mm. year. So depending if he plugs in that left with Dill, um, or they go another route, they're obviously going to have to fill that hole. Well, sorry, he flipped over to the right with Moses. But, yeah, and Jeremiah Nenai, and I think it's just more... 17 tries, it's a 19-year-old kid. We've said it, for two years of COVID, he's played no football. To be now going all the way through playing the year that he had to being in the Australian squad, the guy's incredible. Yeah. Um, there's still obviously some holes there, but I, I couldn't think of somebody, again, in, especially in forward positions that have an impact in games, the way he has. No one sniffs out a try the way he does, especially off kicks. Yeah. Opportunities. Game three of Origin was a bit of coming of age. I thought when they started him, I was a bit of a worry, but he was great. Um, so he had a huge year, but uh, along with your picks, you know Kiki. I, I thought we talked about it. Has added a lot of layers to his game that weren't there previously, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Kick pressures, getting stuck into halves, uh, just just a lot of small things that go a bit unnoticed. And I hope he takes those with him. Lane was huge. Um, Hudson Young had a great year, especially at the back end of the year. Thought um, Kulam, Hudson Young, yeah, yeah, yeah Kalama yeah. Tungi. Was really really good. Kawatu started on fire, obviously. When yeah, they, you felt... could
0: name everyone. Yeah, I'm just saying. There's, there's I, a lot of whole good guys. This about I'm just this is who I'm picking.
1: Yeah, That's no, I'm with you. I'm just saying there's a lot of good back rows. Well, this particularly
0: year at well. the back end of the year, Kick-Out and Lane were the best two back rows in the comp by mm. all, I thought. Yeah. And I thought Philly Army, like he took his game to a new level, and so did Sean Lane this year. Yeah. And both their teams found themselves in the grand final, and I think they were big contributors.
1: Yeah. Like I said, I don't think anyone can argue with well, either of our oh, back they can, rows.
0: They can go for it. Uh,
1: and the lock position, I think they landed on, the Players Association team that they voted for, they voted for Murray.
0: Yeah, we'll they're was Yo,
1: But for me, again, it's it's Yo. Yep. Yo's the lock of the year. Uh, Murray did have a very, very good back end, starter off. Yeah. Surgery and a few other things, but the holistic year, his contribution, what he means to his team. Yo.
0: Yo was... Yo is a fraction off where I think Dylan Edwards was. Yes, is that yeah.
1: And again, it's, it's not a thing where people look. It's 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 the stuff you don't see. It's the subtleties. It's there's a lot to what Yo does for Penrith. Yo is very important for Penrith. Yeah, nice. very important for Penrith. Um, and he had another fantastic year. So that one again, there there wasn't many locks that I really even had. Murray was there at the back end, but again, his whole whole year, Madison sort of played that role off the bench and did a good job. But yeah, Tino's started the year, but you know, and Malala had one of his better years as well at the Cowboys, but yo, in terms of importance in that position, what he does for his team, we both agree on that. But now open to interpretation, as we always talk about, is our bench. Mm-hmm. So first one on the bench for me, uh, we had Edwards at fullback. I'm sure you've got this man there as well. I thought Tedesco um, was outstanding. So. Yeah, I've
0: got James Tedesco. He was the best player, I thought, in the Origin series. Yeah. Uh, oh. I thought he had a better series than Pat Kerrigan and I'll argue that until I'm blue in the face, I think. Across the, the three games, just to
1: pick. He was top three for me in every game.
0: I thought he was the best player across three games. Yeah, well, that's Either. what I mean. I yeah. thought he was top two or Pat three. Pat Carrigan did not outplay James Tedesco in, three in the games. Origin Series. No, no way in the world. And I'm with you. But they won the series, so they want to give it to a Queensland Yeah, but then player. the other
1: year they gave it to Billy, so it's like, well, how the fuck do you work that out? Anyway. But
0: I'm I mean, with you. i it. got no idea. I That genuinely shocked me that he didn't win player yeah. the player of the series. His
1: effort was still great, even when they were clunky and had all the injuries, but once he sort of got, some case into his legs after having no preseason mm-hmm. and hit origin. He and was...
0: Melman Inger actually said it. Yeah. At the press conference the other day when he announced the World Cup score. He said he's our best player, he's gonna be our captain.
1: Yeah. And again, um, another outstanding year and the man for that position, who was the second person to make your bench?
0: I had Peter Hicku. Yeah. A lot of people go, Wow, but no, watch Particularly defensively, the way he just held down that edge. His maturity, his toughness, the way he carried the ball. His the impact that he had on the Cowboys this year was significant.
1: No centre had more touches of the football. The next closest was Talakai. He had 80 more carries than any centre. He, he had Peter Petahiku had okay. 400 metres than any centre. More? Almost 80 more carries than any centre. There
0: you go.
1: And then in terms of his other contributions in key categories, he was second or third in offloads. He had almost 30 offloads, 56 tackle breaks. He's got a good catch pass. Like, he's not, you know... I'll
0: say, I'll say this. That's the best season of his career.
1: He was outstanding. I agree with that. Um,
0: I got even my turn. Yeah. My turn?
1: Well, I had Nath, and I don't care what anyone thinks. Nathan Cleary. 14 games and the few games in the finals. The bloke was still only four or five behind in all the key categories for the halves, and he had 10 less games. So, his contribution and his impact on his team, his boot... His goal kicking, his general play kicking, him as a player, um, I think, again, they they proved as a squad what they can do without him, but with him.
0: He's uh, the most important player, player in the most dominant team in the competition. Yeah, and he's, Simple again, as that. He, he's his on finals games,
1: as well. he wasn't the best Mm-mm. in the grand final, but he was pretty bloody close. Week one, he kicked him to death. Yeah. Week three, again, he picked out a couple of kicks for those tries, did his job again, kicked him to death. He's, I, yeah, I don't care about the games he missed. His impact in the games he played was still that significant to me that he was close to player of the year, still in my eyes. Very close. Yeah. Uh, he was I, I had
0: him on my bench as well. Uh,
1: all right. Next one on your bench, who'd you have?
0: Well, that's it. I had to clear. So I've only got one to name. you got two to oh, name. Who'd
1: you name that I didn't? Hiku. Sorry. Uh, the other one I went was Ben Hunt. I think that team relies on him way too much, which is an issue moving yeah. forward. Uh, but I must say... For a bloke dealing with as much as he is, with a complete and utter lack of help, I think he's outstanding. Um, and as he's are
0: saying outstanding too much.
1: Excellent, outstanding, exceptional, outstanding,
0: outstanding. As it's just got, a superlative fest.
1: Yeah, I love it. As he got, uh, as he's gotten older, in particular, the last few years. He's just gone to another level. Similar deal without him. How though?
0: How's he gone to another level?
1: Oh, well, his kicking game, his control. I, I thought in the past he sort of got flustered in that role. But even at times this year when I felt they're on the back foot or they needed someone to pull a rabbit out of the hat or they needed a moment and he'd come up with a 40-20 or a good kick or a defensive player or a run, I thought this was one of his best all-round years. And if they won a game...
0: I think it's just the... Nine, times out of Two ten. things, it's the, the quantity of his work. He does more than he's ever done. And... With that quantity, his quality hasn't dropped.
1: Yeah, I think similar to you, maybe...
0: Consistency in his quality. Maybe he's thrived a little bit, not having... Increasing his touches and impact or input into the team has been, yeah, impressive. Really, really impressive. Mm. I don't have him in my team of the year, though. I had um, Dylan Brown in my last spot. I thought... Mm.
1: Yeah, I thought he
0: had a. Yeah, I just think his running game, the impact that he has on that Parramatta team, I still don't think that they play completely to a style which suits him best.
1: No, right, I, I've said it for a few years now that
0: he's certainly not the finished product. I think he can improve his kicking game. That's probably one thing for the off season that that'll take some pressure off Mitchell Moses. I think they could. They also probably need to address his his ball playing a little bit to ensure that they're not so one-sided.
1: Well, I I think this is the thing, though. They are more dominant to his side of the field, and that's where most of their points come from. Mm. I think the kicking, he's more hindered by Mitch. I don't think Mitch wants to give up any of the kicking. That's like he's... Yeah, I
0: don't know about that.
1: He's bread and butter, or he's a little tool. But I I feel similar to you style-wise. I've said it for years. They even flipped edges to try and benefit Mitch. I think everything's too Mitch-centric. I think they need to become more balanced between the two. Yeah. Well, Uh,
0: sometimes it's the loudest, loudest voice, isn't it?
1: Well, they've got a decision to make because they're both off contract. So it's an important year for them, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, And they're both going to be sought after. Um, And Dylan Brown was in my last spot. Dylan Brown, again, I've been banging that drum and I'm all about it. And I think he'll be one of the most sought after players in the market. And if they're going to keep one of them, um, at this point, going off age and upside, I'd be keeping Dylan Brown. Mm. I think they're, they're obviously different players, but if you're saying tomorrow million dollars a piece and you can't keep both of them I'd be probably sticking with Dill yeah. um, the one I'm looking at if I'm going to be completely honest he come from New Zealand he's been for a while I think he's pretty settled here but if I was the Warriors we talked about Manu last year and that whole Parramatta thing when I went on the rant about Gutherson if I'm the Warriors I'm going after Dylan Brown I'm trying to bring him home
0: Yeah.
1: Um, I know they've had some other situations they had Scheck, they got Harris back who's had some injury problems but when you look at players that they want to try to get back this is one that I'd be all in for trying to get Dylan Brown. Yeah. Um, and no surprise to me, Melbourne, when they put their final offer to Munster, had two initial phone calls that were apparently made straight away. to other guys that were coming off in 2023, if they didn't get it, oh. Dylan Brown was one of them and the yeah. other was Matt Burton. The first moment I heard that, I got very excited because my first thought was, I know they'll pay probably what he's worth on the market and if he was going to go out the door and they're not going to bring anybody else in or go for somebody else, that would be someone I'd be very happy to have at my club. Yeah. So... Um, obviously, we've got the Munster, so I'm happy as Larry, but the thought of Hughes and Brown for a bit, who are the New Zealand halves, got me very excited. Oh, yeah. So, if I'm uh, Parramatta fans again, only age 22, plenty of upside, um, I'd be pretty excited if I was you. But um, actually, we missed one going through the team. Hooker, uh, I thought this was pretty clear-cut as well. Yeah, course Yeah. yeah I think Harry Green had a very good year again, but holistically, um, Arpy was the standout. Um, there's some other guys again head and shoulders above Robson obviously kicked on had a pretty good year Marshall King was pretty underrated but yeah the, the overall picture of things RP was head and shoulders above so one last time running through our teams of the year at fullback I have James Tedesco on the wings Murray Toulaghi and Ronaldo mulitalo the centres Joseph Manu Valentine Holmes 5'8 is Cameron Munster halfback is Nico Hines front row Joe Tarpeny hooker Arpi Korosau, Regan Campbell-Gillard, the other front row, Jeremiah Nenai, Isaiah Papali in the back row, Yo at lock, and the bench, James Tedesco, uh, Nathan Cleary, Dylan Brown, and Ben Hunt.
0: I had Brown to all, Holmes, Manu, Oates, Munster, Hines, Tarpany, Korosau, Campbell-Gillard, Kikau, Lane, Yo, on the bench, Tedesco, Hiku, Brown, and Cleary. Mm. And like
1: I said, there was... There's always guys that you, you kind of look at in a position. Can you squeeze them in onto the bench? But that's, I guess, always the hard part. There's always somebody's who's going to miss out. So Yeah. Um, yeah, I thought, like I said, this year was one of the more the more open years in a few of those positions, and there was some very, very good players. But there you go. That's our team's 1-17. to Some of the other awards, let's move on. Most improved player for you this year?
0: Where are we? Um, my most improved player was Tom Dearden. Well...
1: Great minds think alike. That's who I had as well. Mm. Um, obviously, hadn't won a game in a long time at Brisbane. Was cut loose after they anointed him as an 18-year-old, which I thought was bullshit. And I'm very, very happy that it's worked out the way it has. He's gone to the Cowboys. Not only has he had an outstanding season, he got a late call-up for Origin 3 and was excellent in that game and went on to have a brilliant year. So, um, again, only 20, 21 years old. Lots of positives there and... Like I said, finishes the year playing in a preliminary final playing origin football. So, great turnaround yeah, for just someone. Went, he
0: just went from someone who couldn't play consistent first grade mm. to someone who was steering around one of the best teams in the premiership. And
1: one a decider. Yeah. <laughs> so, asked to do a job. Did that job. Outstanding. So, he's the fifth winner. There's another Agree on that for most improved. Rookie of the year was a great class, but again, I don't think it was much of an argument. No, Nenei. was the rookie. Um, you know, a lot of guys... Suali Ma'am, May Karaz Ilias there, there was guys that lost uh, uh, across a lot of clubs but Nanai similar sort of deal not only did he debut he ends up playing Origin now he's in an Australian squad I um, mean mm. he's 19 years old mm. so brilliant there we agree on the rookie of the year who is your substitute player of the year your super sub
0: Oh, wait Lenu. Spencer
1: yeah this one I kind of had a look across I the I struggled teams. with this one yeah there, there wasn't as many because Nelson only played about half the year off the bench
0: you could go Corusau, Coruscant. Well, he
1: only played two games there. They only benched him for the final, So that's why I was sort of looking. That's
0: three. The... Didn't they bench him for... No, nah, only two. There's only... Yeah, three. Parramatta, South Parramatta. That's three. Oh,
1: well, again, yeah. across most you of could, the You could, for
0: argument's sake, you could go Coruscant. But I, I didn't. I went Lane knew. I thought he played off the bench consistently every game. And his impact, while only in short spurts, Really played a role for huge key times.
1: Yeah. I changed mine last minute because I was going to go to Nelson, but they ended up getting that many injuries he basically predominantly started. Mm. So he played about 10 off the bench. The one who ended up playing a huge role off the bench I thought was Ryan Madison. He got moved into that role at the back end of the year where they'd sort of take the gas out for you know 20 or so minutes and they'd let him go basically for 50, 60, He'd come with a point of difference and play through. Uh, more than half the year sort of there, so... I went with him there, but you're right. In years past, we've had Starling or Brandon Smith, Harry, guys in that position consistently across teams who have played there specifically for the year or a forward for a team. But mm. this year, there wasn't as many that played in the big minutes or held that role for most of them. Yeah. Um, Nelson was, would have been a shoo-in for me if he stayed in that role, but obviously with the injuries, he ended up starting as a back rower and moving into the front row and they were getting more minutes out of him. So mm. More so off the amount of games he played in that role, I, I went with Ryan Madison. And what he did but yeah. I completely agree with what you did uh, Len you certainly had some great moments uh, coach of the year
0: oh Ivan I went, went clear here yeah,
1: yeah well, again you win as many games as he has across the last three years and think about where he was when he went back in 2019 he was bashed from pillar to post by everybody he culled the squad he blooded all those kids he was 2 and 10 I think at one point and just absolutely copping it left right and centre mm. and from the decisions he made in that first 12 months to go through a bit of hardship, get some guys in, cut some cancer out and offload some bad contracts, look where they're at now. So he was justified in his decisions he made in the first 12 months. And the three years that have followed, clearly been just, you know, very enjoyable if you're a Panther fan and well justified if you're Ivan Cleary. So two premierships, three grand finals in a row. No arguments there. Again, um... Peyton, very, very good. A lot of guys had good years, first years up, Demetrio, Fitzgibbon, et cetera, But the consistency over the last three years, five and clearing to win 20 games again, win another grand final and back-to-back, it's it's a no-brainer. Mm. So he was brilliant. Uh, worst coach, don't like doing this one, but we obviously usually have a background for it and reasonings why. Uh, unfortunately, he's a back-to-back winner for me. It was Baz. Uh, <laughs> well, T-Baz. He lost his job. He didn't really change anything. They recruited some key players again. There was very high hopes, and unfortunately, um, you know, when you repeat the same things over and over again, he, he basically tried to implement what he had at Penrith with different players and it didn't work. So I, I didn't agree with it at the time, what was going on. We knew what was going to happen, even though they were saying it wasn't going to happen. Mm. I think when we said it at the time as well, which I don't want to be a prick about, is I don't think you should have taken this job. I think this was a terrible job to take after what happened to Manly. Yeah, I, I think... I think,
0: I think uh... I'm going on the West Tigers on this one. I thought the worst. As a club. Just.
1: Because they fired Madge.
0: Their decisions around coaching.
1: Well, that's not worse. That's not a coach though,
0: specifically. Well, that's a club. they finished last for a reason. Mm. And that was in and around the decisions they made in their coaching department. I think they're the perfect example of thinking that their coach isn't the right, or isn't the answer, or the right man for the job. They fire Madge and bring someone else in as an interim and basically, hand him a shit image. Well,
1: they've destroyed, Brett destroyed
0: Breckamolis. So they've they've essentially destroyed two coaching careers. They're about to destroy a third if they don't sort out a roster for Benji Marshall, who just gets to climb a greasy pole and get parachuted in as a the next, well, the answer as a coach with Robbie Farrell. Like some of the decisions they're making there. Oh, just amateurish. Well, we've it's said it before. Absolute amateur. If, like, they,
1: if they don't get this right... If
0: Sheens was going to come in and he was going to swing the axe on Maguire, he should have taken the reins himself. He shouldn't have thrown it to Brett Morley Yeah, well, done he that on purpose. If you're going to make decisions like that and you're a leader, you step up and yeah. you take control. Cool. Have, have Brett Camorley as your co-coach or your assistant coach, or whatever, whatever you're going to
1: do. Well, we saw none of them, as they said, and questions were asked, why are of them involved now? And it's like, well, they would be behind the scenes, etc. And there cetera, probably
0: but... is a little bit of bias in this for me in, in the fact that, like, I worked with Brett Camorley last year. Uh, we were at the West Tigers when Madge was there, and we know how hard Madge works. Look, Madge, it just seemed like a poison chalice there from probably outside of that first year. He, he was always under pressure... There was always talk of him getting sacked. It just—it wasn't the club, isn't tough enough for Madge. Uh, that's what I'll say. Particularly the playing group, they're not tough enough to handle a coach like Madge, and that was proven in the way they played, and in the way that, you know, some of them sniped and, in the end, got him out of the joint. And then how they played for Brett Malli was disgusting. We, served, just, we flush, from the start. just flush,
1: just flushed coaches. And... Don't you worry about him working hard. He's working hard. Our biggest worry is the support he has around him, and it's been proven. Every time someone yeah. goes in that place, they go. And the only person who's left and got bashed for it after two years, who was smart enough to see the writing on the
0: wall, was Ivan. Well, go and look at go and look at the yeah the history of coaches. You, you the, can be as
1: angry as you want at Ivan, but he left for a reason. He spent two well, years in the joint, and when Penrith come back knocking, not only was it the connection with his son, but. I guarantee you from his experience and his time there at that club and then his two years that he had there, the moment that door opened to not only go back to Penrith but also the extra dangling carrot that Nathan's there and he's a premier I, just, I,
0: I struggle not to call bullshit when I say bullshit and I just, all I see coming out of that club at the moment is bullshit.
1: Yeah, and they fuck Kamali.
0: That, that was a setup. I thought it was really poor what they did to Brett Kamali. Yeah, yeah, it was. Really poor.
1: Um, again, I didn't want to baz bash but uh, yeah, I just thought Unfortunately, not much changed, and they got a lot of players in, and it didn't end well. Yeah. So I think he's back doing exactly what he should. And I'm not saying he will never get a job again. Some blokes do get that opportunity, but I just thought second time around, when things particularly end the way they did at Manly, you need to be a bit more specific on where you go. Yeah. and look thinking. to me, I
0: think the worst coach.
1: No, the, was going to go. The, right.
0: the, well, the worst coach usually is the person who finishes last. Like they're the person who feels like the worst coach. Hmm.
1: Well, I was going to say I had the one I had. That here That doesn't
0: necessarily mean that. Yeah, but not, they didn't coach the best. No. Like, I don't I don't I just really think the West Tigers gave their coaches no chance.
1: Well I was gonna cull this category together because again it just feels like a personal attack, but the, the way things work a out, personal attack. I just thought two years in a row, things didn't start well. They recruited very well again. I'm was, going
0: on evidence. I'm yeah, going on was high hopes. what I what I've seen from
1: But I the just Tigers. I just think from the start this was a job I didn't <clears> want him to take and he did. I think he's gonna do a great job at Paramatter in the attacking role because that's exactly what he does well and he's got two great halves, so I think they'll benefit greatly from be. having him there yeah. in that role but in terms of who was there actually and finished the season out if there was one you want me to pick from that I'd pick Adam O'Brien because at the end of the year he was just talking in riddles and about himself and all sorts of weird shit and I thought you're just digging yourself a hole brother and yeah, some of the yeah. things that he backed up around Ponga and some of the other players and things around that if, if there was someone who finished the year at a club they finished second last I think or somewhere around there mm. Adam O'Brien needs a big year next year He's that. in big trouble. Yeah. Otherwise, uh, if you're going to go from that perspective and out, um, he'd be the one that I'd be really, really worried about. Uh, Underrated player. I had Nat Butcher. I think Nat Butcher, I, coming to grade, I, I really liked what I've seen in the 20s, but they used him in a lot of different roles, but they've asked a lot last year with injuries, and then again this year. When they just straight up moved into the back row, I wasn't completely sold on it straight away. I thought they might have gone with someone else or preferred him that type of middle role he was brilliant no. um, he was really unsung I think for them and just in general I probably across the last few years I think what he does for that team um, is, is pretty unsung so underrated player for me is Nat Butcher
0: I went uh, both of I Thought he's been very very good I think he's outplayed Dave Taylor the last two years at the Titans. Dave Taylor? You haven't flashed Dave Taylor, Dave. It's a bad for Dave. Feeder, sorry. <laughs> yeah. James well, He's outplayed bad. Dave Taylor too. That's a bad Dave. <laughs> yeah.
1: You've paid some Dave. Mm. Uh, yeah, no, I wouldn't agree with that. I had another one that only popped my head, but again, it's because of my love child. I love Tohu. When he got back and I watched him play for them, I just... Why? Why'd you go there? It's Just torture yourself, mate. Mm. Very underrated. A toilet. Uh Overrated. Again, not one that I have a lot of joy around, but I just couldn't understand how he got another contract the size that he did and this club's already trying to move him on again, was Punglo Jr. Mm. The move to Penner for the back end of the year, smart, benefit all parties, sort of mended some fences, got him an opportunity, but for the Bulldogs to come in after he's been moved on a few times and pay upwards of 900000 for multiple years just fucking blows my mind. Yeah, and there's already apparent. talk before the year ended when they dropped him to cut that they wanted to now move that contract on. Well, to so. me,
0: it's just like, it's not so much overrated. I think it's more...
1: Overvalued. The player, the
0: player who isn't who isn't playing up to their value. But that's more. what I mean, it's more. I think. Like yeah, it's got to be. It's
1: overvalued, it's overrated. It's like from a club perspective, like we Pango have or
0: Junior or
1: Fafita. I had him as my second one, but that's the evidence I'm saying. We have evidence. We have reasons. So how do you arrive to that point? No one else would have been thrown in that sort of shell, and if they are, you walk away because you put yourself in this situation again where he gets sinbinned a few times, has some very patchy form, gets dropped a cup. Comes back in, you know, like, just, you put yourself in this situation. I just don't understand. There's yeah. more than enough evidence now over his career to tell you that you don't give him long term deals and he's not worth that money.
0: Yeah.
1: It just blows my mind. Um, but it's their own fault at the end of the day, so can't feel sorry for him. But toughest player.
0: I went Dylan Edwards.
1: Well, I had him last year, I was going to say. First time for me giving a back to back winner is Dylan Edwards again. Because, similar deal. The only game he missed, they forced him to miss. There's a period there in the middle of the year, I think he had some sternum issues and other things. He was playing through. Last year, he played on that leg. He's just an absolute iron man. The other one I had, because um, he played through, had surgery, come back early, and I thought he just absolutely carried himself through, busted. And I think he had a couple of head knocks that went by the wayside at the back end. It was Cameron Murray. He can't keep doing that. His career is going to be severely shortened if they don't get some help around him. Because mm. um, at the moment, what he does to himself is just next level. <laughs> but he needs some help, that bloke. Because yeah. they are going to fucking destroy him. Yeah. They really are. Um, and I'm not, and that's not me saying he moves to an edge or whatever else. Because he can play motor rolls. His best job is lock, but he needs better middle rotation around him to help him out. Because he's carrying way too much of a load right now. He needs to. He started to get a bit more of the yo in him at the back end of the year, doing a lot of link plays. And he was digging, it was good. But besides to Tola there needs to be more consistency in that rotation. Burgess was good at times. Sale did an okay job, etc. but they need to have a much more solid rotation to be able to free him up from just doing so much of that shits bag work and a tidier middle defensively as well because him and Cook nine times out of 10 are the ones doing all the cleanup work because yeah. they're a bit big. They're a bit, you know, poor laterally. And yeah, I just, I, I do worry about him. I honestly do because there's not one bit of him that's not left out in the field. But yeah, they, especially the head knocks at the back end were creeping in couple of surgeries early and he's similar to, I think he's only 22, 23. He's not old. But yeah, yeah starting to become a bit too often that he cops a knock here or there and just seems to pick himself up and carry on. Him, um, He's a tough bastard. Dirtiest. This is also one that I don't enjoy. but the, One I get a laugh out of sometimes. It's been an easier one for a few years, but I thought this year was a bit more open. Again, to interpretation, who'd you have? I
0: didn't have one. Who'd you have?
1: Well, I was torn between my man Nelson because everyone was complaining about elbow bombs and all sorts, and he got charged five times at fine, and Tarno
0: Milne. Tarno Milne. Milne just seems I'll, to have. I'll go, I'll go Milne. Like, Milne just has a
1: magnet for smashing people in the head. Absolute
0: brain snaps. That,
1: that last one was bad, but I thought he got away with a few during the year. Anytime someone comes down the edge, his arm seems to connect with foreheads.
0: Mm.
1: So I'm sure he knows how to bend his knees and his back a little bit, but he doesn't like doing that. He likes taking heads off. Hmm. And as much good as he does, there's also some very silly things he does. So there was a tie between him and Nelson. I think Nelson needs to uh, check himself before he wrecks himself a little bit. That's fair. There was some dangerous stuff going in some of those tackles that I think he's very lucky. He just
0: can't do it, Nelson. He was
1: happy to pay those fines, luckily for him, but he's extremely lucky, I think. He got away with In particular, turning Wade Egan's mouth into a Pez dispenser in the middle of the year there. Yeah. Smashed his front teeth out. Pretty ordinary. That was, uh, yeah, a bit rough. So.
0: Pretty ordinary.
1: Mm. I love the bloke, but I'd be very careful with the way things are going. That's for sure. Uh, Comeback Player of the Year. I had two guys that really stood out, but
0: All who's it right, going. Uh, oh, what do you... you got, mate? You're watching the Prezzo or something, mate? Oh, I've just put on com, and it's... Who do you have? Four. Comeback Player of the Year. I had Joey Manu after he had his... Face smashed in last year by the troll.
1: Yeah. Well, I didn't count him. Yeah. Because he played pretty majority. ordinary. I, I had someone else. I had two guys. One was Pat Carrigan.
0: Yeah, that was my other one.
1: He played the majority of last year as well, but to come off an ACL back into the year, which generally means you're slow to start, he just caught fire. And yeah, he was, it was outstanding. And
0: well, we just got better as the year went on. The other one I had. Of course, he was outstanding.
1: Who I was very. Very worried about at the start of the year, but I thought his back half was outstanding. Was Luke Keary?
0: I want an outstanding count. Someone good. Tweet us how many times he was outstanding. He was brilliant. He was superb. Give us some description.
1: Luke Keary at the back end. Keary, no, mate. Sorry, buddy. The back end of the year, after only playing three games, ACL, multiple head knocks. His last ten or twelve games were great. So.
0: But I went with Carrigan. Jerry Money had his face. Carrigan got yeah, but he played it, a full season. I don't care. He was already outstanding. That was horrible. What happened? To it wasn't him. much of a he comeback. He already was brilliant. Well, it was a comeback? It was a comeback. He, was he had already his brilliant.
1: face <laughs> fucking reconstructed. Hell, yeah, they're the two that I sort of looked at. But there you go. Who's your fallen player? This is always a hard one. Who's my what? Oh, fallen. this thing. What are you just doing, mate? Starting. You worry about me saying outstanding. You're fucking playing audio and watching videos when you're supposed just, to be recording.
0: I'm not watching videos.
1: Come on. Fallen player, someone who you think is Brandon
0: Smith, he's a peanut. I thought he had a really ordinary year. I thought he let Melbourne down this year. And he's got a lot to live up to at the Roosters, I think. Mm. So there you go. I had How do you uh, like those apples.
1: Poor old Dan Gagai. He went there huge cash. He's gone back for a second dip at the Hunter. There was a lot of talk after the first few games that he was the buy of the season and by the back end of the year he was missing eight or nine tackles a game. Origins usually where he comes to life. He was
0: good game three, wasn't he?
1: In Origin, mm. I don't think he had a good game in Origin at all.
0: Okay.
1: He tried to find a fight. I'll give him that. Uh, overall, I thought the drop in the last twelve months and probably the environment doesn't help. Um, but he made a decision to go back there, and he obviously ended up on a very good wicket. But I don't know if it was the best decision for his football career at this point in time. So yeah. uh, started off very well, but ended badly. Hopefully. He turns it around, but particularly when it came to Origin, the first he come out is, here we go. He'll have the best three games he's had all year. and um, it-
0: I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates
1: like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Just didn't seem to happen. He's generally just been a shoo-in every time he puts a own jersey on. So yeah. um, Fingers crossed he has a, a better year next year. But yeah, I dang Dan Gagai for that one, unfortunately. Peanut of the year. Man, this was a very open category this time around. There was some peanuts.
0: Uh, I I didn't go um a player, I went everyone who was in the bunker, the day that they the tigers cow- the tigers oh, it was just Klein <laughs> I think that who? was actually I think Klein, actually Klein. Well, there you go. who did Ashley the Klein, Klein you are the peanut of the year Mate, that heard. was the worst decision, I reckon I've seen in my time watching footy
1: Mate, I I think the the tigers are now mainly what they've done at the back end of the year as a whole. Could both be up for peanuts of the year as clubs, but I went. I went one more f- for comedy purposes. I went Kevin Proctor. You vaping on the toilet? <laughs> he was vaping. I thought you were going to go. Kalen uh, Palmer for sure. No, I thought about it. That's why I thought Newcastle and Tigers as a whole. You like, you know. not like. is a peanut too. You don't
0: like... <laughs> he dragged out... Like <laughs> he
1: got named Captain, he dragged <laughs> out the contract circus, <laughs> and his dad's texted Pedro Sullivan going, you know the media's lying. <laughs> Less than fucking ten hours later, he's sitting at a desk signing a new contract. Yeah. And then he was celebrating a house with a man in a stall when he was sick. He walked out with a full bourbon. He can't be too sick. Yeah, true. Fucking hell. But Kevin Proctor, brother, that was hilarious. You take the cake. He still had a few months left. He still because the funny could thing I, is, could
0: I give my worst bias, Kevin Proctor, from three or four years ago? Yeah,
1: but it? this this sums it up, right? So he reading, hasn't been offered another deal. He hasn't been offered a deal overseas either. So he's likely to probably retire. I thought that if he just finished the year out and left, that he might have been reconsidered by Melbourne or somebody else for one of those guys at the back end to play a bench role or a middle role or yeah. p- got picked up somewhere, but.
0: Here's two dollars you can carry the drink. Before. I think
1: it was still with a couple of months. Like the NRL pay cycle goes to October. So this guy's still on big money. He got himself sacked with about four months to go. So he's cost himself a couple hundred thousand dollars because he wanted to put himself on Instagram having a vape in the dunny. This is a international almost three hundred game. Well, it's up. just a
0: full grown adult.
1: So I was like, peanut of the year of all the ones in there, there were there were some good ones, but that one really took the cake, so sorry, Kev.
0: That's why I didn't go and watch the Gold Coast Titans play once this year. Oh, actually, sorry, I told a lie. I went in round one. I think that was their best performance of the year. It wasn't a great one. Harson Kelly
1: for the shoe thing and having a Barney. I thought that was pretty funny. <laughs> he stepped on his shoes, <laughs> so uh, he jabbed him. <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. The bloke that recorded to Peanut, too, but seriously, football, oh. football is an alcohol just that mix. He stepped on his shoes, so he was trying yeah. to go him. Uh, like so, you said Tigers, Newcastle and Manly's I'm sick of hearing about Manly the last few weeks fuck every day honestly you want to burn a place to the ground oh dear lord that's uh and then you know NRL dying Taylor May's ban. I thought that
0: that's a peanut act as well that was there, ridiculous there was a lot of
1: peanut things that happened at the back end of the yeah. year so yeah but the vape just took the cake for me so thanks Kev
0: I think they spun the chocolate wheel to come up with Taylor May's decision that was just Ridiculous.
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. And then everyone was then going about the karma thing because obviously he ended up injured and didn't recover yeah, in time so for the grand true. final. It's like well, the things. At true. the end of the day, but you can't blame him. Like they made the decision, and it happened a long time before. But they should have just slapped it straight away. There, there. He would have been available for the grand final, and yeah. you know, probably people probably would still been outraged because they're up winning a comp. But you know. You know, there's, there's no perfect answer it's not a perfect simple level
0: simple thing is don't be a dickhead in a pub
1: and but none of it's even relevant that one was just yeah it was quite strange but we move on to some more positive stuff best buy it's Nico surely
0: uh, no I to. I want a different like I, I get the Nico one I went Chad Townsend I thought Chad Townsend had a bigger impact on his team than what Nico Hines did I think that's just my opinion
1: yeah, well, there were some great buys, and most of them were halves that had here. I thought Fogarty, when he got on the field, made a difference. Reynolds Fogarty was good. started well, but obviously health-wise at the back end of the year and had some issues, and they went backwards. Uh, Chad was great. thought Elliot was great value for Canberra because they got him for next to nothing. He was great. Hastings was good when he landed there, and before he got injured, brought something that the Tigers certainly were lacking. Um, but, yeah, I went with Niko for my buy of the year. Worst buy, um, well, it was a lob-up serve again. I've Sorry, I have to mention your name again, but Pungai for the $900,000. Oh, i have
0: got one better than that. Who you got? Matt Dofty.
1: Yeah, but there's a difference. He, <laughs> he, he got a ham sandwich. I don't care. Yeah, well. It was so bad. He's already gone and off the books. is yeah. there sitting on a fat chunk of the salary cap, so that's yeah. staring back at you. Wow. The other one who, funnily enough, I think it's more the, the club than it was, but I'm pretty sure the Tigers laid out a bit of wedge for Gildart and then they've shipped him out to the Roosters at yeah, the end, so that wasn't... We
0: played against him in cup and two or three weeks later he's playing first grade and then the last Rangers. round in cup he's playing against us for Norse.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, good. Some people said Johnson at the Warriors. I think that whole situation.
0: Absolutely kissed on the dick that bloke. Mm. But. Who? Some Sean people Johnson. said Johnson. I think, again, they, they had a... No way. Their whole situation was He just, won them a couple of games.
1: Yeah, and their situation is just ordinary. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I go, worst buy for me is usually biggest... Contract biggest, biggest contract in they are. And I thought, for the clubs that paid, guys up around nine. Gag's apparently got about 700. So those two I sort of looked at and thought, yeah, that's not really helping you. That's a big chunk of the salary cap. <laughs> no, Bargain boy. Um, again, I'm, I don't know the exact number, but this one, your man I had earlier was Hiku. Because I'm sure at this point in his career, he wouldn't have mm. cost them an arm in a league, that's for sure. But what they got out of him, they certainly got their value for money.
0: Yeah. He oh, was yeah. brilliant. I had Nick Mooney.
1: Yeah, well, there was a few. I had, the other one I had there, when you looked at that category, I think that they, they stole King for nothing ended up playing every single game for mm. Um But there was a few. Oh, Lockie Miller didn't play a lot, but for the depth of that and value he provided. The other one that I thought could have been a shoe and he ended up playing more games than I expected, Sean O'Sullivan. They had him for absolutely nothing. They won games. They just kept ticking along, but I went with Hiku. Hiku was my bargain boy.
0: Nick Mani. Played multiple positions. Did... A lot of important things for Melbourne this year. Yeah. Uh, and I thought it was undervalued by Canterbury. I, I don't think Canterbury should let him and go. And just bad buying in general. Who would you rather, Nick Manny or Matt Dufty? Nick Manny. Well, there you go. I didn't argue that. I no, had, what, but I I what, I, what, what I'm saying is they, Yeah. the Bulldogs essentially said, we don't want you, Nick Manny, we think Matt Dufty's better
1: oh they got rid of him before that whole thing I think was nah, happening but
0: no nah. Nick Manny was late man. they also he thought Raymond Smith was bad
1: too and gave him nice, uh, it's like come they on. they made man. a few poor decisions in that regard
0: so was that Baz's decision or was that someone in recruitment's decision oh, fuck knows yeah
1: oh, I, had a, I had another one before that I forgot worst buy I was going to say worst buys in general just the Dragons Molo George Burgess Aaron Woods Griffin Ball. yeah well I think if Ian Millwood if you're still there well, bang your head on the table fucking hell
0: <laughs> and then they gave Woods
1: and they gave Woods the last, oh the last God, game and then they gave him
0: another contract no he
1: activated it they knew what number he had to get to they gave him that last game he was supposed to play against us I would have picked a fucking wooden stool as my 17th just to not play him to give him that game but they gave it to him but George Burgess like again I thought that was one year did
0: they re-sign Jack Koziewski I don't think so they're,
1: they're killing themselves two years for George, two years uh, for Jack Woods. Jetsky,
0: in the two games he played against us... Francis
1: Molo got half really, a million really dollars. Big. He's now suspended for the first four or so weeks. And he's lucky because at the time they said it was bad. Herbert now has been confirmed with a torn ACL. So if they knew that at the time, I'm sure he would have got hit even harder. They paid him half a million. up His brother, who came down for a peanut butter sandwich, ended up playing better at the back end of the year and is on
0: Michael Molo, yeah.
1: absolute nothing. They had a really bad year with recruitment. Really bad year. So when I went past it, I had that written there in column. Just Dragons recruitment in general it was horrendous.
0: So I can hear a few Dragons fans. They're angry for a reason. And
1: now they've got twenty seven players who didn't turn up for a present. How many? Twenty seven didn't turn up for the presentation. Oh my god! It was it was a bit of a storm in the tea cut the other day, but I heard them talking about it on radio, and I think how ben, many how many of those were over at the World Cup? Not many. They were saying that they're on holidays because they delayed it for their women's team to finish, and then. Came out afterwards. A lot of them were just in Sydney and didn't turn up. So the talk now is people are saying Ooh. it's poor by the players, but twenty seven didn't turn up. So it probably sends a message that they have uh, got an issue with either the coach uh, or someone at the club. So uh, I don't, get on know. Them for I don't spoon know if it's next year Griffin or I don't know if it's the board because there's a few people been there for a long time. But
0: oh no, Redcliffe will win this
1: year. And you've got Sloane and Sullivan immediately asking for releases. Yeah, Sloan's asked for another one, even though Hammer's gone to the Dolphins. What price
0: are they, they miss the eight? um Yeah. There's my short better of the year for next year. As soon
1: as Ben Hunt got his deal, Sullivan wanted it out. And then today, I think I read somewhere that they've got the shits, in particular some of the junior coaches and junior clubs. They had five or six kids that they wanted to be taken into the system from like Ball and that that have been involved in their local areas. Canberra picked up all of them. So Canberra's just taken six kids out of the Dragons catchment area. Of, of course they did. So uh, the Dragons do not have many wins the last few weeks. It's getting uglier. And then Ben Hunt basically came out straight up and said if we don't win earlier, Griffin's going to get fired. So we have to Who win. Who said that? Ben Hunt.
0: Oh, my God.
1: But he's also, like we said, all the rumors where he wanted his deal tied to Griffin. So at this point, I don't know where it's just all those blokes trying to hold jobs. Because he also said, I've told Andrew McCulloch not to retire. They're trying to force him to retire.
0: Well, so According to the Tab, there's four teams that the Dragons are better than for next year. They've got
1: the Dolphins last, surely.
0: Dolphins, Warriors. Hey, what are you on the Tab for? Blue bet. What do you mean? What are you Although doing? Bluebet didn't have a futures market, mate. Oh well, just say it's Bluebet. Bluebet. <laughs> I'm on Bluebet.com.au, mate. But yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I can't find a market on Bluebet. Who is your bargain boy? Um,
1: you stuck with Meany. Yeah, Nick Meany. Why are you searching for that? We'll, uh, we'll keep searching going. for
0: what? I'm just. All I was interested in is how how the bookies have got them ranked for next year. Well, I think most bookies. It wasn't a plug-a bookie.
1: I think the, the bookies would have the Dolphins.
0: Maybe Bluebet's heard me talking about... Jeez, um, Nature Strip to win by one length in that. What are you doing, mate? In the Everest. <laughs> Stay on task. Get on, $5. <laughs> Bluebet, great. That's <great laughs> it. Hello. Hello. Max uh, stake 25 sort that out. Come on, mate. I want to have a 1000 on
1: that. Keep focus. Uh, overachieving team this season I think off expectations was the Cowboys
0: definitely I had them last yeah I, I mean, didn't have them for the spoon finish. but I didn't
1: think they were going to be playing in a
0: preliminary final finished there probably should have won that preliminary final so. I think if you play that ten times they probably win it seven times six, seven times mm. underachieving the chances Parramatta was so tough that night mm. Cowboys were a little bit off and yeah just couldn't couldn't quite get the job done
1: yeah underachieving team um, the Gold
0: Coast Titans are a shit sandwich they made the 8 last year and absolutely capitulated yeah, the other one is Newcastle they gutted,
1: a... they gutted their spine though and fucking then threw so sections to the Wolves so yeah Newcastle got rid of Pierce, but Ponga and an origin forward well, back, got injured and they just went to absolute shit Pierce and Brayley I, think, oh, I thought to you could just play. say Manly as well because they capitulated but the other one I had at the end that I almost wanted to throw in there was the Broncos they were fucking riding home oh, here he goes. they were riding home on an absolute here he chariot and they missed the 8 yeah. So, you want to talk about underachieving? They're talking about men in the top four. They absolutely shit the bed. No,
0: what are talking about?
1: Uh, I went Newcastle because, again, I didn't have a great expectation. You just don't like Adam
0: O'Brien. I like Adam O'Brien. You just don't like Uh him. I know what Premiership teams look like. I know what it looks like, okay? Don't just forget that sort of stuff. So, I've seen nah, it. I just I know yeah, what it, it was takes. a
1: bit of a toss up, but in. Mainly, Well we've said it every year They're two turbo-reliant And then all the other stuff Off the field No way that That's just a shit sandwich But In terms of underachieving Like whatever yeah, You know They still didn't they fall as badly As those other teams Titans Gutted any You know Fogarty And went with all the young guys And then threw a section Out of the bus But I think the the Newcastle situation Letting Pierce go Having the forward pack They did Still having some other good players Around that club Investing in Ponga How did that work out for you And then some of the stuff that Happened at the back end of the year Yeah it wasn't good, but you can you can pretty much throw that up to a few teams there, depending on how you want to interpret that situation. So, yeah. wasn't great. Uh, what was your your highlight of the season?
0: Just crowds being back, um, getting on the hill, drinking tsunamis. Grand was, final was unreal. I was just he, about to say,
1: you know what my highlight was? Mine and your last Sunday. That was absolutely premium.
0: Drinking like. For the last possessed. couple of
1: years, like you said, been locked up, having to watch it on the TV and not being able to go. I was disappointed because it's probably the, the game best. game was shit. It was. It was the best seats we've ever had. It was a shit game. It was the, we didn't even watch
0: the second but half out. We watched the second half on a monitor at the bar. We got in we early. we had padded seats
1: oh. right
0: in front of the coaches. We had a boxers. couple of
1: winners, like we said, like for everyone there. We tipped in some ep- oh. excellent ones. We, I couldn't not back a winner. We cleaned up. We drank. What at least 16, beers. 16 super drives each <laughs> at the end? We're all drooling, eating Frankie's donuts and Matt Moran burgers because we're that loaded. Yeah, I can't believe
0: we're eating donuts.
1: I was, I was actually, tough. yeah, no, we were. I, so was and I. On top of that, I forgot to give a shout out. It was Daniel, wasn't it? Daniel, and his partner. We bought him a beer. And I think it's his wife. I think he said it was his wife. A beer and a wine. We bumped to them, they were nice people. So hey, come
0: listening. over. He, well, they originally pegged us when we were uh, yeah, I think sober. <laughs> either watching, <laughs> either saw our massive watching, heads uh, or heard our
1: voices, but
0: they oh, they got a photo. I think Dunall got a photo originally. Yeah, we said hi early doors. I'm sorry, away. I and then forgot he, your
1: partner's name. I was absolutely blind.
0: Then he bumped over later on. And no, we just
1: kept bumping into each other, but they were great.
0: No, he spent he spent probably two hours with us. Yeah. At, at the end there. You guys well, were all between um, New South Wales Cup and yeah, in, we just NRL. kept seeing
1: each other between the bar and whatever else. Yeah, we I mean. chat.
0: No, good good people. Good people. It
1: was a good day, but I'm with you. High was... We got on the hill a few times at Penrith, which was good, but I really capped it off. Like, the game was shit down, but I was like, The first Penrith premium. para game. Yeah, around nine. That was Me
0: and, great. Me and, uh, me and you got there pretty, Me and Timmy, we actually got there very early that, that night. That was good. <clears throat> we got to a couple of Bank West games as well. Some good games there. Don't like Bank West. I'm, no. I like, the stadium's great. I hate the location. It's just a shit ground to get to. There's Mm. really no... It's not accessible by public transport. There's no railway there. Getting a bus there is a nightmare.
1: If you lived around there, it'd be great. That's the thing. Yeah, but what lives around there is a concrete jungle. I I just
0: think the stadium's brilliant. The stadium is brilliant. Unbelievable. But just how you get there, how you get out.
1: Like I said, hate on Penrith all you want, people. And again, I don't really think we need a rebuild, but we're getting one. It's the best. It's five minutes away. You get dropped near it, just walk. Penrith? Yeah. Yeah. It's easy to get out of there. You can walk over the club. You can get yeah. the pace. It's just easy. And I don't know if this is true or not. Priorities. Old bloke at work said it to me. Oh, we're the only ones who have full strength beer. He's like, I've been to Bank West. I went to Newcastle. All this light mid-strength
0: shit. We were talking about it. Yeah, Penrith's um, full
1: strength with your membership card on the hill. Seven bucks a beer I was strength.
0: talking about it uh, with one of the um, ladies at school because she were talking about going to the F1s and the F1s you they Melbourne. sell... Yeah, well, she went down there this year and I went down there. They sell full strength Heineken and you can just rip and tear basically. Well, I don't understand for but two she hours how can we can't have full strength? She went to the grand final and. Um, Middies. She couldn't, she could only get watered down beers. Like, I didn't was well, like I didn't the cricket. Well, when
1: we go to the cricket, I hate the cricket unless we're in the members because there's no point. Yeah. You get fried, you get lights well, no, I'm pretty
0: sure now SCG's full strength all the yeah, well, way around. So
1: it fucking should be. Yeah,
0: I agree. Treat yeah. us like adults. If I'm going
1: to rock up. If I get out of hand, arrest me or That's drag right. me out, kick me out, put me in a wrist lock, dislocate my shoulder, and beat me with a phone book. I'll okay. go, but let me drink. If you say
0: I've had enough, I've I'll, I'll had enough. But at,
1: at stadiums for a two-hour sport, if you can't be trusted to have some full strength, yeah, I think it's oh, ridiculous. Seriously, yeah. Everywhere right. we've gone, they want to charge you eleven for a minute. Penrith, is, pen
0: is great. Pen the the thing at Penrith is the crowds are getting bigger. Yeah. And the facilities can't cope with it. And they're
1: winning. They weren't winning before, so you could stand wherever you want. Now they're winning and things yeah, are different.
0: Getting a beer and I know, going was to the said, and getting a pie.
1: I even loved it when they were going back. It was great when they were
0: losing because neither of us go for it. We just like footy and That's we just go there and drink, walk oh. straight up to the bar and get a beer, walk straight
1: oh. to the can and get a pie. Prior, prior to the winning years in COVID, I'd have twelve beers easily on the hill and almost roll down it. Yeah. Now you can't even get a tray of beer because if you do, you'll miss well, the you game. You do, but
0: you've got to be there at six o'clock. Together. Well, you've got to get it early.
1: Yeah. But yeah, highlight of the season was just being back at the game and grand final was good. The armies. But what was your low light?
0: Seven tackle sets and fucking set restarts. <laughs> you can stick them up your ass. You can stick your fucking bell up your ass. Uh, you can stick your wank hand up your ass that they do when they're giving one away because yeah. no one Fate knows why you give I'd oh, fucking mate. I've I'm over it. Yeah. I'm almost at the point where I'm not going to watch footy next year if it's if they're set restarts. Well, I'm going to strangle a referee at a game. Like I'm just mine is. I and you know what I think it it just it makes the referees make more decisions.
1: Yeah. Simplify.
0: Blow a fucking penalty. Don't if it's not worth a the penalty, then just get rid of this set restart stuff because everyone is taking advantage of it. I'll tell you right now, we were coaching this year that if it's early in the tackle count and you lose the tackle, just give away a set away. restart. Every coach is coaching like yeah, that. Everyone knows. So you can say what you want about coaches manipulating the rules, but Bubble in, in the, the end, carpet. that's We've our job. It. So Bubble in the carpet. I, I, yeah, I... Particularly the like at New South Wales Cup Ron Massey level, it is absolute luck of the Lions. It's yeah. yeah, yeah. I I it generally makes my blood boil. What like when I get a shit one against me, or when you can you just can't get one, and hmm. then the opposition's just all over you and fucking slowing things down, and yeah, particularly when you've got set restarts and not a second referee in the like. We, we want them to do more, to see more, to make more decisions, yet we yeah. take away the eyes that they had. Simplify it. It's ridiculous, man. By low light... Piss it
1: off. ...was plain and simple. It's bad clubs. Because at the end of the day... It's bad, teams. bad teams? Bad teams. Every year... And I've said this before. People talk about salary cap, inequality, this, that, and the other. Well, bad... Good clubs... You also do shit clubs. Good good clubs are poorly still... Poorly run clubs. Yeah. Good clubs are still getting punished for success and still winning. Yeah. All right? So, teams like the Tigers, who are just a fucking basket case. The Dragons now, who sack their coach, go to another recycled coach, won't play their young players, he said he was going to develop juniors, buying old dead wood, Newcastle, doing that they're doing, it. anyone sort of caught in this cycle, there's a reason for it. So when people bitch moan about Melbourne or the Roosters or Penrith now, like good clubs, good clubs are successful for a reason. So my low light is just poor clubs. People want this competition to be more competitive Bad and more teams. equal. If, regardless of, I think, a lot of the things you do, there's just too many poorly run clubs. So I have, I have a bigger issue with the competition's equality, not just being within, yeah, there is some wiggle room and some rules and some bits and pieces that happen that clubs can do, but I just think there's a lot of really shit-run clubs, and it's not going to change anytime soon, and we're looking at what's happened right now. The bum fight that's happening at Manly that's ongoing is just absolutely insane. What's happened at the Tigers over a long period of time obviously is not great. I give the Warriors a pass because what they've been dealt last few years, I don't care what you say, saying. People after say, three years going, ah... They can't keep complaining. I'll uproot you every fucking six months and move you to a different state and cut you off from your family and have you isolated. Like, yeah. and try to recruit that way and try to develop you. They've actually got a legitimate excuse to be in a hole because they've been absolutely kicked in the jump. They're but still
0: beating teams, huh?
1: There are some clubs that just fucking repeat the same stupid things over and over again. All like you just said for the Tigers. Keep firing the coach. There's a lot more problems in the coach. Yeah. A lot more problems in the coach. So Yeah,
0: but then you go on and salary say, hey, Benji Marshall, come and be a coach but I mean, he's never coached a fucking what day. If as Mel- what
1: if Melbourne lost in the last four or five years? Like immortals, and they're still winning. Yeah. The Roosters, people can play, ah, salary cap, this, that. They're like, well, I tell you what, they're well run because they go out, they pick seven or eight kids specifically at an age, they get them early, they develop them their system because that's what they do, they turn them into Roosters, and they win. And yeah, they may have some extra upsides to having. Very, very rich and powerful owners who can also help off the field in business senses, which is why guys will take a little bit less money because it's just a great place to be. Yeah. Pennants right now fix their junior pathway, which is obviously helping them be very successful. But I, my low light is here is It's getting easier and easier every year to pick the top eight or pick who's going to win the competition because there's just so many shit clubs who shouldn't be in the places that they are, but the wrong people leave or the wrong people are held accountable for the results. So until that changes there's going to be a continual group of four or five parked at the bottom always. And there's going to be the same group of three or four consistently every year that are the only ones who can win the competition. Whether they be other teams that come and go that are competitive, there's a good reason why Storm, Roosters, and now the Panthers have sort of entered that fray for the last 10 or so plus years who's always in the grand final, the preliminary finals, all winning the competition. or Always around that mark. So some of the clubs fucking step the game up put more competent people in, break some cycles, break some habits and actually make real change in your clubs to make this competition more fair and equal. Because yeah, salary cap and all these other things are not the only reasons why some of these clubs are continually successful and other clubs are down the bottom. They're just poorly run. So, yeah, step up. Good rant.
0: Yep. Um, Good rant, mate.
1: Try of the year. These ones are always hard because people can't see. Uh, there were some absolute crackers that I watched when I watched a bit of a highlight video the other day. But the one that stuck in my head was the Torlagi Pass where I just thought for all the money he was gone. And I know it's not a big 80 metre team try, which there was plenty of good which ones Which one? Did there. you go to the pass? The Torlagi Pass uh, just should have never happened. Piss off. That was fucking grand.
0: No, no. I went the bow for more try.
1: The Dragons guess, one? Yeah.
0: That's easily the best try of the year. No, nah, there was some pretty good team ones. Yeah, whatever. That was up there. Yeah, that was the best try. I thought, you know. Something to cheer about, mate. Eels had
1: a cracker against the Roosters where they raided a short side and Madison got like head slammed and threw a blind pass and then they shifted a way back to the left. Cowboys against Manly in that comeback game where they looked gone for all money, had a ripper as well where they jumped a short side, shifted far left and Holmes ended up giving it to Olagi again. They had a couple of real good long-range runs. I thought Felt's individual one at the back end of the year against South was a good one too. The two kick. Um, Storm against Dragons unfortunately popped up a lot in this highlight reel. Sorry, Dragons fans, for conceding some of these tries think it was Munster Ollum played two down a short side, and Meany kicked it back inside when Papenhausen blew out <laughs> both his knees and his hamstrings when they ran 80 metres. There were some good team draws. Yeah. But I saw that pass again, and it was just like, how? Uh, and sorry, I, I laid the boot into the Dragons fans. You guys did have one of the better ones. A's effort in the last game against Brisbane. There was some poor defence, but he just turned into the human hulk. He knocked over about eight people. Mm. So there were some very, very good ones, but that pass was... Just unbelievable. So I went with that one. That was magic. Games of the year, there was uh, there was some good ones, but I thought a few that stood out in my mind, but one that were there for. I thought Penrith, Parra around nine when we went was a pretty good game, especially being there live. It's a packed house. Parra ended up stealing that one. It was twenty two twenty. Um that was earlier in the year, but that was a good game. Parramatta Featured in a few that come to my mind. Their comeback against Melbourne as well, where Stone unfortunately blew his ACL and scored off the posts. Mm. Uh, Manly blowing that one to the Cowboys, I thought was pretty entertaining. thought that was a good comeback. Week one, Cowboys-Sharks, the shootout. There was that's,
0: no, that's my game There maybe. was
1: no defense, but in terms of what was on
0: the line, that was a great game that of was footy. My game of the year. I just enjoyed that watching that. Yeah. I so, also liked Melbourne Canberra, the Canberra. I, I liked both those games, the first week of the finals. Well, Melbourne, that was another Canberra.
1: one I'd written here. Schiller's try against Melbourne was a good one too. Sneaking out and coming back in. There was there was Big some grubber. there was some good individual efforts. Yeah. There were some good team ones. But I had nothing on for Moore's man. There were some good ones, but yeah, there were some good games. Um, I think I'll go with that week one as well. But I really enjoyed. Of course you will. You. Oh fine, I'll get it. Was Panthers round 9 That was a good game. I was yeah. drunk on the hill. It was good. Yeah. Good was, crowd was, I think the good night. Uh, yeah, and that brings it's us always to...
0: good watching Penrith fans lose because <laughs> they're not great losers at the moment.
1: And we got lots of Penrith mates, so that was... And
0: paramates. I was happy. I just wanted to see both of them squirm.
1: Well, the, the one, the okay, one that listen,
0: I... listen, try turning up to games every week when you know your team's going to lose.
1: The other one I did enjoy, and I, th- I think they were missing players at the time, but I still enjoyed it because I got that many text messages. People were angry. was when, unfortunately, our, both our nans passed away this year, but our Nala and Rapid Mungie and Penrith played the Storm and Cheese scored that try and they got rolled by Melbourne there where they had 8,000 tackles on our line. And I got some messages after that. And I was just like, well haters gonna hate
0: unlucky or so. <laughs> I know you're
1: missing players but so are we so welcome so unlucky yeah. welcome to the party but there were some people unhappy that week and I was like oh well we're here we're drinking and that's passed away and Melbourne's uh, come up with a, a W
0: so yeah. cheers nanny Noah I'm no gonna... one no one came to watch it with us either mm. it's pure weakness put a
1: bit of credit in there but uh, last award obviously is our player of the year yeah so I think we had a quick chat against him we've come on there's a couple of guys that had
0: we don't have to agree on it.
1: Brilliant years, but... Uh, oh, no, I do agree with you. In the end, you, you were pretty much straight up and down. I had sort of three names that I bandied about, but he was the most consistent and best across the board and come away with a Clive Churchill medal. It's
0: Dylan Edwards. Yeah, I want Dylan Edwards. Mm.
1: Um, and again, this is another one I think it's pretty open. A lot of people would say, well, the Nico thing for the Dalian, but I just don't like the system. I think it should be... All the games across the year, and I'm sure... Well, I also
0: think you should take finals into account. Yeah. They're the biggest games, the most important MVP, games.
1: like the NFL, they vote on it. It's more of the award itself, the player. Well, who they was... have
0: MVP regular season. They have the Super Bowl MVP. Yeah,
1: but it's the most valuable Firstly, player. Firstly,
0: you've got to get your team there, and then you got to win it. Because for the same point,
1: you know, so, the argument made before, Nathan played less games, it was outstanding. Oh, I and... could
0: easily give it to Nathan Cleary.
1: That's what I mean. There's, there's more arguments for this. And so Nick, there's multiple cases.
0: Of... I'll give it to Cleary before I give it to... Um, Hines. And this is what That's I mean.
1: That's me. That's open to interpretation. but mm. um, Yeah, he only missed one game because he was forced to. He was ultra consistent. Um, he's a bit of a talisman for that team, and we've, we've already said it again. Underappreciated until sort of the last 18 months when people heard about the injury and the way he played last year. He was an absolute bees dick away from stealing that Clive from Nathan last year. But Nathan was basically perfect in that grand final. Yeah, But this year they had a lot of good contributors in that grand final Um, but he was brilliant and pretty much that game summed up his year and the tackle he got to make and his carries back and a couple of the passes that were involved in the trial. He just does his job, but he just never looks tight. One of the more, like I said, underrated side of winners we've had, but if you take in the whole year,
0: well-deserved, I think. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. an unbelievable season. So there you go. Couldn't get on the Kangaroo Tour, which I I get. Hmm.
1: But Just in terms of the 24 and the positions he can play. Like he, like I said, the only other spot he really could have filled in was wing. They've got guys that cover. He's not going to play with. Other positions. Uh, and then fullback, there's three. It would be
0: unfair wing. to ask him to play wing.
1: Mm, yeah, and there's cover for other spots there. In my humble. um, That's our awards all wrapped up. And in terms of any general news, anything you got? We obviously said before, Munster ends up staying at Melbourne and they've re-signed some other guys as well locked in Liero McDonald couple of guys internally they brought Aaron Panay back they've made some moves Uh, Parramatta made some moves they confirmed a couple of departures after the grand final so we already knew about Reed Marnie and a couple of guys but they've now extended Sean Lane Sean Russell who obviously got that really bad injury after the first game um Arthur got another year and then they brought Murchie over from the Warriors so that's another contender to play in that back row spot Uh, Penrith oh, yeah. are working through their last few sort of deals. Eisenhoof came out and said he's pretty confident that he'll be staying. Haven't heard anything about Falls or a couple of other guys yet, but again, they're working through that. Yep. Um, Dolphins got Hamiso. Cowboys let him go after they got drink water. So they're saying they finally got a big fish. I don't know if I'd completely think that I'd consider him a big fish at this point, but I think where he's going and who's there, he's certainly going to get an opportunity to play fullback. So mm. for the Cowboys, salary, cat relief for... Uh, The Dolphins naturally there. It's a a bit of a kill, but I'm still not sold on that roster. Uh, What do you think about Wayne's comments about Munster not ringing him and then he
0: threw a few jabs
1: out there Uh, about... I thought
0: it was sour grapes.
1: I did too. And all the stuff about the NRL not helping. And then he said, well, we we knew what we're getting. You shouldn't have taken the license. I'm like, well, fuck, they haven't helped anyone else. So I do agree that 12 months is not enough. what they've done for the Titans. Hmm. But my point is, I I agree 12 months is not enough time, but did nothing. you just answered your own question. They haven't helped anyone. And if you didn't like the terms, you shouldn't have taken the agreement. Yeah but there's that's certainly right. some sour grapes because he thought he had him. He threw Madison under the bus. I reckon he reneged on a deal? Well, technically hasn't reneged because he didn't announce it. He, he didn't sign been. it yeah. and he didn't get into a 10-day cooling off period. So he's been throwing some old jabs out their way and I don't think he's liking how things have gone down.
0: He's carrying on like a palooka.
1: He certainly thought he was going to get more fish than what he did and a lot of people have probably leveraged off him as well, which is, that's the game. But when that came out the other day and a few of the other bits come out of his mouth, I thought now he's certainly getting frustrated. He's been pretty quiet most of the year. He was happy to throw jabs out there and try and name every Melbourne player and every Panera player and try and steal from everyone, but it hasn't quite panned out how he how he'd hoped. So
0: I can see a little little wry smile on your face.
1: Yeah, I am. But they're up to twenty three in their top squad now. I think once they got Hermoso,
0: I think you're going to pick it outside, aren't yeah. you? Confirmed. Pick it outside Redcliffe next year, sack Wayne. <laughs>
1: like Newcastle. Yeah. I'm pick it outside, Back in the so day,
0: get out, Wayne.
1: Get out, Wayne. Yeah, they've got five development players, 23 of their top 30, so they've still got to fill seven spots before four weeks' time. I think there's points where you have to have confirmed a certain amount. So I think minimum by start of season or whatever, you have to be up to 29, I think. So they've got to fill some spots. And then by middle of the year, you have to sign your 30th player. Mm, okay. Um, they also How many got have they got? 23 out of their 30. They got SESE from you guys a few weeks ago. He was 22, and then obviously, Hamiso now, that's 23. They've Enjoy lost. That. There's been a confirmation today, and I'm pretty sure they lost a, another kid they thought they'd stole from Penrith. So they got Teague, they got Katoa, they signed Harrison Hassett from the SG ball team, who got their player of the year. He's apparently backflipped, he's staying. So Harrison
0: do Hassett, he's at Westfields, I reckon. Yeah, oh, yeah. not Westfields, Hill Sports. They had him,
1: apparently, and he's backed out. So they. They've done a good job trying to pillage Penrith, but he's bailed apparently. Whoopsies. So not a hundred percent sure, but I saw something earlier that that looks like he's Gonski's. He's not going up there. Okay. Mm. They got Mason Teague in their top thirty for one year, and they've obviously got Katella. Yeah. For the next three years, um, and they signed a deal with the Capras, so they've affiliated with them. They've brought four guys in for training trials, who are all
0: over. Redcliffe have.
1: Yeah. Right. So they've obviously got their own Queensland Cup team, um, and then yeah, they've got. Those guys, the training and trial and Trey Fuller, Setu Two, who are a center winger and a fullback from their own team, and Cody Hunter from their Colts team. So they've got a lot of training trials and fill-in sort of spots, but they've got seven deals they need to get done. Right. So um, One they're... I definitely would get, I think, because you need a bit of depth. Perham got released today. I don't know where he's going, but I'd certainly be on the phone. i be going
0: and grabbing him. Because
1: that's a guy, again, when you're talking about first year and cover I and injuries and believe... issues, he can play six, he can play one, he can play center. I
0: can't believe someone hasn't picked him up.
1: Uh, other names that are off that I sought out of here. Tapau hasn't been confirmed yet. I had Tui Katar who played for us. Huh. Tui, I don't know what's going on, but again, you want out reliable. Um do standing for us? Lodgy hasn't signed a deal, and we know Peter is there, so it wouldn't surprise me if the rooster thing enough would pan out if he did go there. But he bought a house in Manly. Could do worse than a year for Gazuski or Gajeski just for the cheap. Uh, Nines again, it's not really where you want to go, but you have to have them. They're saying that Turpin might be going to Sydney uh, as a backup to the Roosters or someone dirt cheap. So I don't know how that's going to work out. But when you're in a situation where you have no depth, you know, I think at this point for them, you just fill your 30 with one-year deals. Mm-hmm. And guys that sort of cover positions who have got experience, if you can't find out, like, you don't really have the choice. No, you don't. You come in with one year and only 33% of the league off contract. Let's say there's 500 players and that's about 160 or so, 170 that are available. Then you're competing at 16 of the clubs. You're not going to get you know, many of them. If you've got to take 30 out of 160 with 16 others competing, your chances are very slim. Pretty much. That's what's happened to them. So, the year after, though, some big fish. Munster's obviously off the market now, but we know that Crichton, Toto were hitting the market, and a couple of the Penrith boys Lamb Martin, Cody Walker, trail, a couple of the South guys, Cook, that uh, he'd be big fans of. Sifa Talakai, Herbie only signed a one-year deal he was close to going. Reese Robson, Nelson, Tom Burgess, Flagler. Uh, Liam Knight was a favorite. Of his Josh Kerr, for feeder, he talked plenty about that he could fix him and blow this sort of stuff. He's coming off, so maybe he wants to pay one point two million dollars. I don't know. Go for it, Wayne. You know, there's uh, there's some names out there. Hastings, he had a relationship with the England setup. Dylan Brown and Moses, I'm sure will be targets. But yeah, for the most part, they didn't sign many long term deals for a good reason. I think we'll see a lot of change in the first three years of the Dolphins. Yeah, but that's about where they're at at this point in time. And I think probably the only last thing to finish off on. Don't want to spend a lot of time on it because it's been absolutely flogged to death, but it's obviously something definitely need to talk about. Manly, and what is going on, where do you think this lands? Or well, what would you do? It's clearly, it's personal. This is nothing to a football anymore. Penn has got the shits with Des because he's come back, done his own thing. They butted heads last time over the money. He ended up going. This time it's come to a head.
0: Well, the issue I've got is that this is... This- it's his second coming. You know what he is. You knew what he was when you... And you brought him, him back. And he's been pretty successful.
1: Well... I thought he got... Finals and then top four. And then this year, things out of his control, obviously.
0: Well, Turbo getting injured, just yeah. torpedoed. And that's the type of team that they are at the moment. They're heavily relying on him. And he got injured. And it essentially... Ended any chance they could win the comp, it didn't end their top eight chances. They probably still should have made the eight. Yeah, probably. But they had other off field issues which were self inflicted and were outside the coach's control, I believe.
1: Yeah, well they've they've had enough leaks back and forth the last few weeks that
0: About who's he, responsible. He, he, and,
1: they want a succession plan and he, you know, apparently locked him out of the rooms. But a it. succession
0: plan means basically you're not the man for the job. Exactly. It's the polite way of saying you're going to be out of a job in a year or two. It's
1: more a way to basically say we're going to get rid of you now without having to fire him. But
0: oh, he's, no, not so... No, I think... He's digging his heels in. It's saying that we, we trust you for now, but we don't trust you long term.
1: No. Um, and part of it, like I said, stems back to like what you said. There was bad blood before. Things looked to have been good, but everything's sort of gone downhill further and further. I think the fact that the football team and he himself had to address the whole situation rather than someone like Penn who sits in New York and... My own personal opinion again. Manly fans don't give two fucks about this, but I don't think Scott Penchion owned the club. In my opinion, there's been enough talk over the years about him selling it or finding it a bit of a burden or the money side of it. Like if you're not if you want to make money, rugby league clubs are not what you want to be involved in, especially one like Manly, because you're not talking about a league's club or something that's heavily backed or a lot around it. Like basically, if you're running that joint and you're working out there and what they're what they're working with, you're not going to be looking to be turning over the books in the green very often. Yeah. but they fucking love their football it's been a very successful club and I think it needs to be owned by someone who is in it for the right reasons there's been multiple times where it's been talked about that he's trying to sell it you know, if you're not fucking happy with it just cut your losses mate and move on but this now for me I have a bigger issue because it's a personal thing between these two it's not about the football yeah. is he the best person for that job right now I'd probably say for that club and the situation they're in he is and I think the bigger thing here is the ticking time bomb That I think they're they're few better players even if there is this supposed divide maybe between some of the guys after the issue which they're saying there isn't but there clearly is uh, the Travoyeviches and DC etc that back there and then their clubs like it's you're just gonna tear this place apart and my biggest fear is I don't even care if it's Seabold if it's Hene um, whoever's next in line I don't want this job because I'm looking at what's going on right now this is a fucking powder keg mm. I don't think this is a situation you want to be the next man up for if mm-hmm. it's Immediately, right now, him moved on, sacked. It's this just reeks of a situation where it's a right off year, infighting, divide between the players, issues with playing group, club guys wanting out. I can just see this absolutely going to shit. If I'm being completely honest. Yeah. And um. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's hundred. Yeah. Well, just how they manage it, how egotistical they want to be, whether they put the club first or personal. Grudges and personal—I oh, don't know the right word—personal benefit.
1: It's—it's it's not a good situation. Yeah, I feel bad for man, Manly fans because, like I said again, this is now gone from being—I don't think this has even got much to do with football anymore. Yeah, I think this is more personal between the two sides. Yeah, and that's again, like I said, if I'm next man up and they're saying it's Seibold, I don't want this fucking job. This is, i know mean, again, I know we say you could. You take any job when it's there because it's available in the NRL, but I don't think this is a job I want to be taking in these circumstances if it's in the next week, three and a half, four weeks out from starting pre-season again off the back of everything that's happened. It just looks, smells, reeks of disaster in my yeah, opinion. I agree. And I'm pretty sure that majority of Manly fans would be on the dead side, would be filthy with the club, filthy with Penn. Everything in the way at the back end of the year happened. There was talk of legal action. I could, yeah, this just seems like it could get a whole lot uglier. If I'm them, they need to come to me. Well,
0: they need to put the club the betterment, first, like
1: I've just said. It's 12 yeah. months. If it is the 12 month situation, and they need to stop fucking leaking like a sieve because there's stuff coming out every day. Mm. Get in behind closed doors, nut this out. If their big thing is succession, if they don't want to get room, they need to find a way to make this work for another 12 months. Yeah. Because if not, I'm telling you right now, this is not It's not just going to cost them uh, in the short term, it's going to cost them long term. This is the sort of stuff that's going to see your other and whatnot all head out the door within 12 months. Because it'll become that whole thing, like I said, where the playing group gets fractured, they're angry at the club, he like this guy, we like the new one, we are not like... It's just going to be one of those situations where it'll turn into just rubble for the next few years. Yeah, All yeah. your best players will move on. Mm. And to stabilise it, it would be long-term. So they need to find a way to glue the jigsaw. Well, it's
0: interesting that Seabold's name's come up because it was, I was just hearing it was um, Hales he was going to get. Steve well, Hales. I'd what? heard
1: that. Hene... Him, Riles, I was sort of looking at three or four guys. But the interest in the end come from he was there before as an assistant. They know him. Um, He'd been around. He lives in the area. Then they rang and started to do some due diligence about him uh, with the Broncos and some people involved there. So, yeah, I I wasn't expecting to play it the way it did.
0: Hmm. But,
1: yeah, I I think, like I said, to me, this now seems more personal than it is about football. Because if a coach has one bad year off the back of top eight, then top four... And then has what happened to them this year. Yeah, it's volatile. But I also don't agree with Scott Penn. Scott Penn came out and said, we should be competing for premierships with the roster we've got right now. I disagree. Like, Tom, DC, you got a few good players, but your Brad Parker's the world. Some of the guys that are playing off your bench and your overall squad, I don't think you're a premiership side. So I think you got your head up your ass if you're saying that he should be winning comps right now with the team. So he's all sort of
0: saying... Yeah,
1: yeah. On that side as well, we a, lot, a
0: lot of teams would like to have the... One six, seven they've got.
1: Well, would you next year? We don't know what Schuster's going to look like at 7.
0: No, but I'd certainly Tom like, like their 1-7. and seven. Tom hasn't
1: finished 3 the last 4 years. Mm. And no, that's the issue. has right? certainly improved this year. And then again, like I said, Ford they're losing more than what they're bringing in again because they're so top-heavy. So I read his comments basically saying, like, we have the team that should be winning now. I'm I would like, have kept four. you could win games, yeah. I don't think you can win a comp right now. I think you need more depth and more reliability within your 1-7-8 definitely a top 8 side should be a top 8 side but again a lot of it hinges on a handful of players so I, again I just think it's more personal than anything else so. yeah. if I'm a Manly fan I'm not happy Um, and I hope it gets solved because I think they need some stability at least for the next 12 months and to build a, a plan I together I
0: too long about that. but
1: that's sort of been the big thing it's simmering and I've got Manly fatigue as a lot of people have been saying the last few days have you got it
0: so you know the way to that's the get story. rid of it is to not talk about it yeah and we just talk and don't listen to it yeah, but we're going, I haven't listened to It's footy, any. so we haven't I haven't. Yeah, I know that. But I just don't listen or watch anything now footy's over.
1: Well, we're done now anyway. There's no real other things I had. I was going to go a bit more into the Dolphins. World but, Cup, mate. But we'll do that at a later date. Yeah. But we'll be back. World Cup preview. This week with a World Cup preview. This one will be out. Uh, we obviously had the one if Big you have listened already where we joined Michael Carboni and Mike Wood from the Royal Sports and Chasing Kangaroos. They wanted to get us on there platform where they had been previewing each country um, with different people I think they spoke to Trent Robertson about France and Jerome Louis about Samoa we were their pick for experts very loosely termed experts for the kangaroo side of things and a bit of a chat so you've seen that up on the page this will be up uh, this is Wednesday and then Thursday night we'll have our own World Cup preview we'll have a look at the uh, the teams and uh, have a look at some of uh, the players to look out for and how we think things will play out so for now, that wraps us up. That is the awards for the fifths in twenty twenty two. You've got our teams of the years, all our categories, and our player of the year. We landed and agreed on Dylan Edwards. So uh, we'll put some stuff up the page. See who you liked for some of those awards and your team of the year. And we'll be back tomorrow night with our own World Cup preview.
0: Bring it on! Give us more! Give us more! Where are you going?
1: Where, what, 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 what's going on here? Is that it? Is that it?